You're listening to the Outfitter Pros Podcast, the show for outdoor enthusiasts by outdoor enthusiasts. On the show, we speak with outfitter owners and outdoor professionals across North America and hear their stories of turning their passion into a profession. Whether you've been in the outdoor industry for years, are thinking of pursuing your own passion as a profession, or simply want to discover new outfitters for your next adventure, this is the show for you. Well, Connor, man, welcome to the Outfitter Pros Podcast. How are you doing today? Doing great. A little hot, a little sweaty. Can't complain. <laughs> man, I, I would say that it is. Um, you said that you're you're in Austin. So before we just started recording here, you said it's over 100 degrees right now. Yeah, it's 102 out here. It's a record hot summer for us. It's great for, for boating. At least it's great. Man, the uh, you know, and the thing is, well, people are say, oh, it's a dry heat. It's over a freaking 100 degrees. It doesn't matter if it's dry or wet. It's freaking hot. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Austin still gets the humidity, but not as much as it, it does in Houston. Yeah, and humidity is the worst. Um, yeah, humidity is the worst. Let's just all agree on that. So, Connor, man, I want to, I'm super pumped up to talk with you today because you are um, the first person outside of the fly fishing industry that has to do with the water that's on this show. So, I'm stoked to talk to you. Um, man, rafting, kayaking, that's my background. So, I'm excited to see where the where the conversation goes today, for sure. So before we kind of get into it, I mean, I, I like to talk a little bit about just your your past, man, and, and kind of what, how did this passion for for kayaking for the river? How did how did that even develop in you? Yeah, so uh, I grew up for specifically for kayaking, paddleboarding. I grew up as a Boy Scout, I'm an Eagle Scout, so I grew up going on the water constantly as much as I could. Um, I have a pool in my childhood yard that I swam in every day. Like I love and live in the water. I grew up in Houston. So I grew up fishing and uh, just being out in the ocean in Galveston as much as I could literally until I was seven years old. My mom would take me like every day to the ocean. I just go swimming, kayaking, boogie boarding, whatever I could get my hands on. It, it's a lifelong passion that I get to make into a career. Yeah. So you started out kind of on the ocean. Yeah. I, yeah. As a kid, I started out on the ocean, but I, I quickly got away from that. You know, a hurricane or two will blow through and makes you, makes you move quick. I made my mom move quick to the other side of Houston. I understand that, man. I have a, uh, I have an irrational fear of sharks. So I, I, my very first dream that I ever remember having was when I was like 13 or 14, uh, I wanted to move to the North Shore of Oahu work at a surf shop, learn how to shape surfboards and just be a surf bum. I'm from landlocked Tennessee. So the first time I went to the beach and surfed, I, I discovered that I had to go out beyond where my feet could touch. And I really discovered that there's things that could be swimming underneath me that wanted to eat me. And that destroyed my dream of being a surf bum after that. So <laughs> I actually have some uh, stories. So I go fishing out on the surf with my dad which basically just means you're going out into the ocean, standing on a sandbar up to your chest in water. You're fishing, right? And everything you catch, you keep on a stringer behind you. And I've had three different times where I've come out with half a fish. Like a shark had come up and bit half a fish, or I've had it uh, one experience where my whole stringer got bit off and all my fish were gone. I just had a string hanging behind me. I didn't know it. Nope, but I'm you, out. Emailing. <laughs> 
I'm out on that, man. Not, not doing it. <laughs> so man, let's, so in being a boy scout growing up and being out in the ocean, paddleboarding, kayaking, I mean, how did that, as you got older, I mean, how did, how did that develop into this, this wild and crazy idea to start a business doing that? So, um, out of college, I actually, um, so it's a little bit of a, a story. So out of college and in college, I, I grew up watching podcasting, YouTube, uh, a company called Rooster Teeth in Austin. I was like, man, you know, I would really love to work for them one day. And I ended up getting a job out of college with my degree working for NBC. And at this, uh, I don't know if you know this, but working in television, you're starting salaries like $30,000. It's not good. So I took on a supplemental job working as like a kayaking guide. Um, and it was going well. And I actually ended up speaking with a couple of wealthy guys who gave me the opportunity to run everything that I do now here in Austin and stuff in uh, Houston as well. So it's, uh, it was like a crazy like year where I went from being like, uh, the lowest guy on the totem pole. And now I've got, I think like 30, 40 employees working under me, which is a, a quick turnaround in like three years. Right. It, it's been pretty, pretty awesome. Wow. Wow. So you just started your business three years ago. Yeah. The, the paddle track's been around for like six, seven years. Uh, but I took over about three years ago. So, wow. Yeah. It's been fun. Daily. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Lots to learn too in that. I mean, and, and I think there's, again, there's, there's two instances, right. Of being, being a business owner. One is that you, you start from the ground up or two is that you, you purchase a business. And I think you're the first person that I've, that I've spoken with that is, has kind of taken over a business. So I'm, I'm interested to kind of hear the details in that, because I think that there's, there's differing um, problems that you encounter along the way, right. As far as something that's already existing, existing versus starting from, from scratch. So what are, what are some challenges for you as you kind of launched into kind of taking over this already established business? What were some of the challenges that you, that you faced as you, uh, as you launched into that? So I was kind of blessed in that, like I had two guys who had been, who have been doing this for 15 years, helping me out along the way. Um, they, they own businesses all across different states and stuff. They, they were helping me out along the way. And honestly, the biggest thing for me was uh, learning how social media marketing works. Because mm. if you ever go to my personal Instagram or anything like that, you're not going to see like, you're going to see like five posts a year. But if you go to businesses, you're going to see like three to four posts a week. Um, and just learning that Instagram, Facebook, any kind of uh, uh, Google business profiles, all that's going to be your biggest friend and getting your message out there, getting your brand out there. And uh, the other big one was, how do I spark more business? Um, and I it created like an incentive program to employees where if they get a, a review, a five-star review with their name on it, they get five bucks added to their paycheck because those reviews yeah. up. And so I took us from like, I think, uh, I think we had 50 reviews in my first year. And now we're sitting around like five, 400, 500 reviews, somewhere in that range. Like it pays off. You know, it really does pay off because people are going to choose you over the guy who's got 30 to 60 or 70 reviews. Yeah, absolutely, man. And I, and I love that you that you jumped into that. You spoke in marketing. That's what I do. So like you spoke about it, just speaking my language when you start talking about and having these social media profiles, having um, your review generation kind of um, strategy going on, because I think a lot of people, and especially in the outfitter space, um, 
they think, okay, man, I have a website, I have a social media profile, Instagram, Facebook, you know, if I just have those things, then we're, we're doing well, but man, there has to be some strategy into that. Like you said, just the consistency of posting, you're seeing four, three to four posts a week uh, on your, your social, your business page. Right. And then having those reviews generate as well. That's, that's huge. So the fact that you're already coming into it and the fact that it's, you've been able to grow it to what it is now tells me that, man, you've, you've got a good strategy dialed in. So how did, how did you even kind of figure out that strategy? Like, was that something that was just like, ah, I've just kind of, this is what I want to do. Or did you research? Like, how did you, how did you come up with, with that? So uh, again, those guys helped me out a lot. And I also uh, have a master comm degree. I have an electronic media degree um, from Texas State. I always wear this hat everywhere I go. Hopefully one day they'll be like your distinguished alumni. <laughs> me on there. So, wait. Um, so uh, basically like I, I had an idea of how marketing and advertising works because I've taken so many marketing and advertising classes in college. I'm only 25. So I jumped out of college did like a year in television and hopped into this at the same time and it uh it really just clicked for me like what I needed to do because all those courses were fresh in my mind and I actually was able to go back to my professors and go hey like I'm doing this thing do you have any advice for me and they liked me well enough to go oh I see you're doing this but you're doing this wrong I'm like thanks Mm -hmm. and it's just been a lot of listening and advice uh for me knowing that I don't know everything is like the hardest thing for me. Yep. I, I would agree with you on that statement. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm in the same boat. I, I like to think that I knew everything uh, sometimes, but it's a humbling experience when you figure out that you don't. So, so t- going into TV, you're, you're a year in TV. You have this idea because you're looking to have some side income coming in. You're doing, you're guiding on the side. What, what what was the 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 reason or what was it that inspired you to say okay i'm doing away with tv and i'm i'm going all in on this business um yeah so uh i work for a station called kxn in austin still a huge fan shout out david yeomans and uh uh sean kelly all the the weather team the weather team at that over there is awesome I'm an old man and my business really relies on weather. So I actually get to hit them up with questions still. <laughs> I can text, Hey, Hey, Sean, what's going on? I'll trade you a paddleboard. If you can like, give me an idea of what the weather's going to be like next week. And he's like, yeah, I'll do my best guess. Uh, right. But, um, so I love the team over there, but ultimately I looked at, I don't want to sound like greedy, but I'm very success driven. I looked at the success plan and the success, the, the path basically ahead of me at KXN. And it was like 20 years to be making like $75,000, $85,000. And I also am big into politics. Um, and so I, I was looking at like what inflation was kind of doing around then and like, mm. uh, like what, not, how numbers were going. I was like, I don't think my salary is going to be worth as much as it is. So I need to do something a little risky that I want to do, you know, something that I'm passionate about and I need to switch this up and kayaking was it for me. Like I, I, I go out on the wall. I have, uh, I don't have it now because uh, I don't have to call boats as much, but I literally had like Chaco tans for, for two years. Like I have, I had the Z stripe and I, I joke that's, that's um, what my girlfriend, you know, that's why she likes me is I got. <laughs> Chaco tans. Yeah. Sorry that. 
that was a bit of a mess of an answer, but to, long story short is like, I looked at my success path in both careers and I decided kayaking was the better opportunity mm. if, I, if I was driven enough. Yeah. Yeah. I love that, man. And for me, when I, when I was a raft guide, it was the, the Chaco tan and the PFD tan, right. Which really just looked like I had a wore a sports bra everywhere that I went. So <laughs> it, uh, it was, it was the thing, man. Chaco, Chaco hey, tans. Like love it. Do what it. I, I say all the ladies love it. That's my joke. <laughs> that and my watch stand. That and the watch stand. You forget yeah. about the watch stand, man. That's that's so that's so cool too. I mean, to be to be twenty five, to be young, and and launching into this, and I guess we could say that's relative. You know, nineteen year olds may not think that's young, but I think it's young. I'm, I'll be thirty four next month. So, man, to be where you're at, launching into this. Um, that's that's amazing and you've got a long long life ahead of you i think where how this thing's going to grow and how it's going to being an entrepreneur you have these you know big dreams of what you want to turn this thing into um that's not a question that i gave you but like what do you dream that this thing can become like what's what's that vision look like for you so uh probably about three months ago we got an email from a guy basically saying like oh i've got this web page for tours uh texas tours i'm trying to sell it it's a advertising like email that we get all the time. Um, and we get, we constantly get emails like that, but I, I decided, you know what? It'd be nice to be able to be like, I'm in the big bend area. I'm in Dallas. I'm in San Antonio. I'm like, you can't really do the river in, in El Paso, but you know, like I'm doing something out in El Paso. Like I kind of wanted to spread like statewide, you know, mm. man, that's a, that's a lofty goal for sure. I think uh, that's one of my favorite things about being an entrepreneur is just is the dream, right? Like, what can this become? And I love seeing that big picture and then starting that kind of reverse engineering process to say, okay, what do we need to do to get there? That's something that that really drives me and pushes me forward. So it's uh, it's always fun for me to to talk about it. So. Man, we talked a little bit about your your passion and, and why you're running this business and and what that looks like for you, kind of in the long run. What's what's the why behind running it? Well, I mean, your why is kind of like your rudder, right? That's what the thing that's going to keep you steering in, in the direction to find that success. So, what's your why? Yeah, uh, that's a good question. My why is um, really I just want to be. Again, I'm success driven. I, I want to be like the biggest guy in Texas at outdoor re recreation. Like, I, I want to be able to support my family with what I do. Like, when my parents can't work anymore, I can be like, hey, here you go. Mm. And like, my parents also had like, they gave up a lot to raise us kids. You know, uh, they could have gone, my mom didn't get to travel a lot. So I'm always like, hey, mom, I'm going to go like to Europe and I want to be able to provide the things to my parents that they didn't have by me being successful. I also like, uh my, me and my siblings were very competitive with one another so i want to come to the family dinner and be like yo i'm number one <laughs> this who's the accountant you're number two hey you we'll ride at a m but i did better you know like i love that man i i absolutely love that there's some pettiness there but hey it's okay i enjoy it <laughs> hey we're like we're sore losers in our family game night was yeah. always especially when you're playing monopoly let's just be honest which is my mom's favorite game <laughs> and my strategy to monopoly is park place and boardwalk 
hotels galore and I bankrupt people when they land on it. So <laughs> that's right. When they hit it. Right. That's right. That's right. Oh man. I, I, I love that. Oh man. That's a, I think that's a good why. And I think that's something that, that is going to, and I think our why's change like over time. So man, as you get older, that why might morph and it might grow and, and change. And I think having a, a dynamic why is, is something that's healthy to do. So that's, that's cool to, to see where you are now. And man, even as you continue to grow, um, it'd be interesting to see how that changes. If it changes, it may not, but, um, I just, I love that, that thought of, of the, the route to the dream, right? It, it looks different for everybody and it changes over time. So, so man, being out on the river, um, guiding kayak tours, what has been one of the most memorable experiences that you've had running your business could be on, on the river, could be totally unrelated to actually guiding people on the river, but what's one of the most memorable experiences that you have? Oh God. Um, I've got, I've, I've got one, uh, two, I got one from before I, I was guiding where I kind of realized like I was really good at kayaking and canoeing. So, and I've got one, one that really comes to mind from guiding. Do you want one, both or give them both, baby. We okay. got time. First one is, um, so, you know, boy scouts, boys, I don't agree with the statement, but you know, sometimes boys will be boys. So we're canoeing down the uh, Guadalupe or the Frio. No, we're uh, the Frio river. And I'm hopping literally like I'm canoeing at, from the back of the pack and I'm canoeing up to other guys' boats and I'm tackling them in, in the boats, jumping from like sinking their boat and jumping back in a boat. And then like, like I did it to probably uh, 50 different boats. Like I just was wrecking people left and right. And it was, it was a blast, a lot of fun. I did, I like, I didn't lose once that King of the Hill that we're playing. Uh, and it, it made me realize like, okay, like I can't run faster than you, but I can out paddle you, you know, like yeah. and skill. Uh, and then the other one is probably my, third bat tour that i took so the uh the first two are kind of like training tours you're going out with someone and like they're showing you the ropes on how to do things and um uh, my third like my third tour that i took um i actually had a woman who goes i think i'm having a heart attack now a bit of backstory about that she showed up wearing sweatshirt sweatpants and I'm like and it's august in texas oh man I, yeah i'm like and she's about 250 300 pounds you know she's not the lightest lady on uh, you know she's not the lightest lady and i'm like man don't you want to change like i really recommend it it's gonna be like 100 degrees while we're out there on the water and she's like no no no, i don't want to change i don't want to change and then her son walks up in full sweats as well and look, it's at that moment that i kind of look and i go what what why are they wearing this her shirt says i'm with number one son and his shirt says i'm with number one mom so he thousand yards down the lake and um we get about a thousand yards down the lake and she goes i'm i think i'm having a heart attack i'm like great and so i quickly swap her son into my boat and me into her boat and i'm at the front of a tandem kayak so i've got no steering mm. i pop a thousand yards back to the shore get her offloader to the crew and i have to get back to my tour and did it all within like 10 minutes and her son didn't even come with us her she was like no no honey you stay and enjoy the tour you enjoy the tour i get back and she shows up totally fine she's like i was just having a panic attack because it was hot my bad 
here's uh, here's a tip, which was my first tip, and here's a Sonic slushie. So that's like one of the most, and I've never had an emergency since then. That wow. was my one only emergency in three years of doing this. Wow, man! Oh my gosh, I I I understand that that scenario, man. Just even when I was a when I was a raft guide. And I remember one time we, we had a put in right on the river and there was, uh, uh, some people that weren't rafting with us that showed up with like an inflatable from Walmart and we're going down a class three and four river. And it's like, what are you, and they were drunk. And it was like the the two biggest reasons for death in, uh, rafting is alcohol and lack of knowledge, which they had participated in both. And, uh, I'll never forget my, my buddy just walked over there. He's like, Hey, how's it going? You guys excited. And then he just took his knife out and just popped the raft right there and uh so yeah I, I i've had my customer fair share of customer experiences as well that one's i mean who wears sweats when it's that hot like why I, are you doing that and please like change she's like no no and like she just wanted to match her son you know like yeah at the other day you know if my mom was wearing those sweats too i probably couldn't get her out of them as well and she grew up in texas and knows better <laughs> I mean, I bet they could have put the same wording on a T-shirt. I mean, I don't know, but they might have that capability, right? Man, so let me let me ask you this question with with your business. Now, are there other businesses doing kayak tours in Austin, or are you guys it? So uh, we're the number one rated place, I think, on Ladybird Lake. But if you count, so there's five major lakes in about a, an hour drive from Austin. There's a uh, in order, I'm pretty sure it's Lake Buchanan to Lake LBJ to Lake Austin, Lake Travis, no, sorry, to Lake Travis to Lake Austin, then finally into Lady Bird Lake, which is downtown. Um, so out of all those, there's probably like 100 different kayaking and paddle boarding places and like fishing guides, all that. Yeah. Yeah. So let me ask you this. This was the reason I asked that is what makes your business different from others like you? Okay. So some of the things that we do is we take both cash and credit. Um, A lot of the businesses limit themselves by taking only one or the other, which is weird to me. That is strange. The other thing we do is we have QR codes so that you can sign your waiver, you can check out all without having to talk to someone. You can Mm. do all of that and then we can just check uh, like a phone or an iPad and go, yep, I see you here. Let's get you in a life jacket, get you out on the water. We, We eliminate the line essentially and the wait. Um, but we also keep a, a surplus of in, uh, inventory so that when you walk up, you're good to go. And the other weird thing that we do that no one else does on Lady Bear Lake, at least, we take reservations. To my knowledge, no, no other business takes reservations. And I don't understand why, because you're losing out on people who want to plan ahead. Right. You know, they don't want to wait in the line. We, we're doing as much as we can to eliminate the line and the need for you to sit around in the sun and not be out having fun. Yeah. Yeah. I love that, man. And the, yeah, the fact that people are l- limiting how they take payments and, and man, that's kind of crazy actually. So the other I, one, sorry, I thought of one more thing. Sorry to cut you off. No, you're good. Uh, we actually answer the phone. When you call us, you're going to get a, you're not going to get an answer machine. Either you're going to get me, Reeves or Crystal. And we're always going to help you out with whatever you need. And man. we'll call you if you, we miss your call. Man, that's great customer service. That's uh, that's that's pretty important. And I think that's where a lot of people think. Oh, you know, I'll just 
customer service is out on the trip itself. Like, no, man, there's, there's a whole process that your, your customers have to go through before they actually book a trip with you. And if you're not answering the phone, if they can't pay online, if they can't plan ahead, chances are they're going to go to somebody else. So man, kudos to you for, and having all those, uh, those ducks in a row. So a couple more questions. What's, what's the absolute favorite, what's your absolute favorite thing I should say about running your business? Okay. Yeah. So my absolute favorite thing is I get to talk to different people and hear different stories, like all the time. Like, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know if I, I have a couple of customers that like, um, so we have a pedal barge out here in Houston and there's one woman, she's had to reschedule four or five times. She's called in to pay eight or nine different, like small payments, which I'm totally fine with. I'll take whatever payment you can do at the time. And I know her by name now. And I know her, I have her phone number memorized. And I know a lot about her life. Like, uh, and I have other customers in Austin who've taken a bad tour. I have one woman, the record is one woman, she's taken a tour with me seven different times. And I know a lot about her. Wow. Uh, and then it's just like, uh, we have another group that I call um, Top Gun because it's all helicopter army pilots. There's like a group of uh, four guys and one girl. They come in like every every Friday to hop on like kayaks and paddle boards. So like I just get to learn all this little, I get little inklings into people's lives. And like, uh, I had a funny story where I like, um, one of the writers, I'm not going to name names. One of the writers of Ozarks, uh, of Ozark had a, um, uh, sugar baby, I guess, or like a side. <laughs> he took a tour with us. And I was like, I, I, her mom was like, look her up, look her up. Cause she's an actress. And like, her whole thing was like adult films. And like, I looked up the guy that she mentioned that she was dating and like, he ha he was married and I'm like, Oh my God, like, what am I walking into here? Like, this is like, I just get all these great funny stories that I I'll have for the rest of my life, you know? Yeah. Where else do you get that? <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Man. Yeah. I, I love that. That was, I, I think that aspect too, because we've had a, a, a lot of different answers um, to that question on the show. And um, my favorite, I think, and one that they all have in common is just like the people, right? The people that you get to meet, the people that you get to serve, the, the relationships that you begin to build, because you don't know what's going to come out of that. You may just serve one-time customers, but then you may have customers that come back and back and, you know, over and over again, and you get to develop just this relationship and this first name basis, where it's like, oh, hey, Connor, you coming to rent some kayaks again? Great. Good to yeah. see you. Like, I, I love that uh, about just the outfitter business in, in general, um, and just the river communities and, and kind of tourism communities. It's, it's, it's pretty cool. So I, I think I'm going to wrap up here, but I, I think in, in listening to this show, I think that there's probably three types of people that are going to listen to this. One is going to be other outfitters like yourself that are just looking for some an encouragement and, and just trying to see you know, where you're at and trying to glean things from you or even just look back and be like, oh, I remember when that happened to me. Like, there's going to be that crowd. There's going to be the crowd of people that aren't outfitters at all, but they're looking for outfitters, right? They're looking for um, people to go kayaking with, fishing with, whatever it is. They're looking for their next one as they plan their trips uh, across the United States. And the third one, and this one is, is who this question I think that I'm going to ask is, is geared toward. There's, there's people out there like you that haven't launched into taking this passion that they have and trying to turn it into a profession, right? They're still on the fence. They're, they're maybe they're scared. They're anxious about taking this giant leap of faith and, and doing this. And so speaking to those people, 
if you could encourage someone who's thinking about launching an outfitter business right now, what would you say to them? I would say dive in head first. Uh, costs are going to be high initially. The biggest thing that you're going to need is a location. Find a location that differentiates you from other businesses. Look at your competitors, differentiate yourself in customer service and dive in. It's going to be like, for me, it was two years of hauling boats, breaking my back, like being at, out 9 a.m. to 10 p.m. Uh, and it sucks. But like the reward at the end of it is seeing people smile, seeing people have a great time and just seeing your own success go up. Like it, it's a big change in your life. You'll notice immediately when you, when you launch an outfitter business. Man wise words from a wise man. So Connor, if people are, are looking to, to find out more about your business and the things that, that you do and the services that you provide, how can they find you? Yeah, you can look up, uh, oh man, uh, so you can look up Austin uh, Paddle Shack um, or you can look up Houston Pedal Barge. We have a few other little businesses. We've got kayaking in Austin as well and uh, kayaking on Clear Lake if you want to check that out. Um, but those are kind of launching, so I won't name drop them so so quickly. Uh, but you can give us a call and I can point you in the right direction. Sure. And as always, the, the links to websites and social profiles will be in the show notes of this episode. So if you're looking to go out, if you're in Texas and you're, you're wanting to go hit the lake, you can give Connor a call and he will hook you up. I mean, Connor, I appreciate you uh, being on here with us today and excited to see and what, what your business does as you, as you grow and what it looks like in the future for you. Yeah, me too. I'm, Hoping it st stays green, stays good. <laughs> right on, man. Well, you take care. You too.